Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, episode four. Once again, I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Charles. Hello. Uh, today we'll discuss our beer adventures since the last podcast and developments in the local Midlands beer scene. However, our main topic of conversation is supermarket beers, uh, inspired by Beaver Town's recent announcement that their core range will soon be available in Waitrose. So first up, we have got uh, our first supermarket beer, which is from Four Pure. Four Pure Easy Peeler. Easy Peeler. So it's a uh, tangerine and tangerine IPA pale ale, I think it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's an easy drinker. Very easy drinking. Yeah, it's, um, doesn't quite match with the weather we're currently experiencing out there at the minute. But no, this is more of your beer garden beer, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Light and easy going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's good. Yeah, it's um, I don't know what ABV is actually. It's, uh, about four, it's about four and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's not blowing me away or anything, but it's uh, like I say, if you're on a, a hot day and you're in the, out in the garden. And, um, yeah, exactly. It's it's that kind of you know nice and chilled and four percent. Four percent. Oh, so you know proper very, proper ses- session. sessionability. Um, so um, nice bright orange can. So this is turned up in um, Tesco's. Tesco's as part of their three for about five pounds, something like that. They've got a really, really good, good selection now that's come in, mm. which we'll cover a bit more. Yeah, in the next beers we've got. Absolutely. So, this is yeah. one of the new ones, um, which which four pure, obviously alongside their session beer and their pale ale. I think they've got their standard pale ale in there at the minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen them in <coughs> M&S as well, Simply Food. It's like the yes. blue, the blue cans. That's it, yeah. And um, they've also bought in the stout. They've got their... They do an oatmeal stout, An oatmeal stout. Um, yeah, the cans have had a slight redesign, haven't they? Uh, although this is a new beer, all of them now have had a slight redesign. I mean, I didn't think there was much wrong with the old design, to be honest. They're, they're quite a contemporary-looking artwork, and yeah. So these guys were very much the, the start of the... You know the the craft brewers that were canning. You know, I think when yeah. they first started, they were must have been. I think they've had their own canning line from day one, haven't they? They've never contract canned. No. So much so to the point now that uh, the recent Brew by Numbers canned beer was, you know, basically wheeled down the road to uh, to Four Pure, and then they um, canned it for them. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think you'll see a lot more of that going ahead as well, um, with maybe the lack of trust in in some of the mobile canners. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got somebody that's got capacity on a canning line that's a few hundred yards away, yeah, and and they're they're, they're happy to kind of you let you use that facility, then you'd be mad to do otherwise, wouldn't you? Really, so, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. So yeah, they've never bottled, to my knowledge, have they? Four pure, they were straight into cans from from day one, I think. Um, but yeah, they've had a deal with the supermarket from quite a while, haven't they? Yeah, as um, Neil said, the M and S was sort of the first yeah. entry point for them in the supermarkets. I'm, might be I'm pretty sure that's that's the case yeah, and they've yeah. sort of rolled out to other supermarkets so yeah. Tesco's are obviously the main ones I think they're in Morrison's as well oh, that wouldn't surprise me I'm, I'm really liking this actually it's got the, the, <coughs> there is a really 
subtle but nice hint of tangerine that comes in towards the end. So it's it, it sort of almost reminds me of that kind of <sighs> Jaffa cake kind of thing. You know, the citrus from a Jaffa cake, which which kind of implies that perhaps it's slightly artificial, but yeah. uh, um, it, it's not as artificial as some breweries beers mm. with. It's um, not cloying. It's not <clears throat> it's slightly no, sweet, it's but it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's not pretending to be anything that it's not described on the can. You know, it's no, a exactly. session, session IPA. <laughs> Flavour with sort of with citrus and, and tangerine, and I think that's pretty much what it yeah. sets out to do, and it it's pretty much some, achieves it really. I mean, if you, if you went in somewhere, this was on uh, keg somewhere <coughs> uh, on, a, on a warm day, yeah, you'd be um, yeah, you sit back and Happy have this with your barbie well. all day long, wouldn't you? Definitely, yeah. So um, yeah, cheers, thumbs up from me. Yeah, yeah, cheers. So so that's our first one. Uh, I'll come back to further thoughts on that in a bit. Um, obviously. Beers in supermarkets. Obviously, this is becoming an ongoing topic, isn't it, really? Um, obviously, one of the big guys in terms of craft beer, Beavertown, to have now said, yeah, we're going to pop our core range into Waitrose, is a bit of a, you know, a bit of a big thing, isn't it, really? <clears throat> it's, it's definitely surpri- it surprised me, um, bearing in mind that I think they've always set out to keep the beer within within a certain hmm. certain area but I suppose as they've kind of the demand's grown they've 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 had an offer and they've found I, I don't think it's been a decision they've taken lightly I think they've obviously they've looked the, they must have had a few offers from various supermarkets and I guess they've looked at the way Waitrose are handling beer and the way that they have got created a nice range of different styles and maybe they think they just think it fits fits with what they're what they're what they're doing on the beer range so hmm. I think, yeah, in terms of, so it's their core range then, so what's it going to be? Yeah, so it's, it's <clears throat> Neck Oil, obviously Session IPA, yep. uh, Gamma, which is their straight-up American Pale, and Lupuloid, which is their kind of yeah. core IPA. Eight so, ball? No eight ball, ball no, so they're just sticking to the, the hoppy okay. the hoppy stuff, um, well, purely hoppy <clears throat> stuff. Um, yeah. I know Abel's the rye That's IPA, right, but okay. just sticking to kind of clean IPAs, I think, for us to start with. That makes Maybe. sense. Maybe they might roll out some of the others like the stouts and things you know um, the porter mm-hmm. small grocket yeah but yeah I think maybe yeah just testing the water with, with those three Lupuloid was a little bit of a surprise yeah a little bit because it's what is it about 6.7 Six, seven, so it's yeah. it's kind of and it's yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's not been out that long you know it's their newest pretty much I think it's, it must be their newest of their core beers at the moment. yeah I think so it's a couple of years it's been out hasn't it maybe um, so yeah it's, it's interesting to see them do that obviously They've gone with with Waitrose, um, and it looks like obviously they're gonna they're gonna do a deal with them, and, and yeah. it'll only be uh, available in in Waitrose. And I think um, and the other the other key point to add in to the deal, I think, was the fact that the big question was how you know how are they going to make sure there's going to be fresh beer available? Yeah. Um, and the answer to it, Waitrose of when Beavertown have promised to sort of make sure there's fresh stock. Rotated, which is which is which is very key. It's, it's an interesting one that though, because when they say that, it's like, what if they've got some old stock? Are they just going to throw the old stock away? You're going to hang around the bins at the end of end of the day, haven't you? Yeah. To, 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 um, I guess they'll just reduce it down and. Yeah. Exactly. You know. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see how they will rotate it and whether they are going to be true to the you know true to the to the words you know but it's, yeah. it's one of the things that you don't see so often is when you when you're buying beer in a supermarket you won't see the day you've got to look for it you've got to actually 
Yes. I think, um, and it's interesting to sort of <clears throat> draw parallels to what Northern Monk did at, with Morrison's. And it was great to see, you know, a Terminal New World IPA mm-hmm. available in the four packs, you know, what was it, five ninety nine for a four pack, which is incredible value for those beers. Yeah, and what we found is that the, the beer was not rotating quickly at all. And you were seeing cans held right until, in some cases, even past the date. So mm. Yeah, not not we good. don't want to be seeing that and I'm sure Beaver Town want to make absolutely sure that is never going to be the absolutely the case, yeah right? yeah so really we can kind of break this down in terms of supermarket beers and stuff there's there's you know the there's what does it mean to the consumer what does it mean to the supermarket themselves and what does it mean for independent retailers um in terms mm. of for the drinker um obviously if they haven't got a decent local bottle yeah. shop Wow, all of a sudden, you know, without having to resort to mail order and, and pay shipping and this, that and the other, you've got decent beer available. Yeah. And I think it's easy to forget that there are certain parts of the country that have got no decent offie. Well, they might have an offie, it's got nothing crafty in it or whatever. Um, and, you know, it, it just puts decent beer into the line of sight of, of kind of people who might just be interested in trying something other than... yeah. You know, old speckled hen, or whatever. Um, I, th- I think it's a real positive thing. Still, I know there's still going to be there's still going to be people that will knock the likes of Beaver Town being in the supermarket, but it's got to be a good thing, right, to have good beer readily available wherever. Yeah, of course, um, it is. Absolutely. You know, and I guess the point that we'll come on to is about how the effects of <clears throat> how you know, how it will affect the independent retailers. Yeah, which obviously we can discuss as well yeah um i mean you know so as as i see it it's so therefore it's it's good yeah if you haven't got a local bottle shop um if you have to make a distress purchase um you know uh, last minute purchase i need some decent beer my mates invited me to a barbecue i'm miles away from the bottle shop i normally use four pack of gamma ray four pack of gamma ray you sorted don't you really you know um or, or, you know, in this day and age of internet grocery shopping, you know, to get your, your gamma ray turn up when, when the Waitrose guy turns up is is, is pretty cool. Um, so there's that aspect of it. You know, you can get decent beer, um, you know, in, a, in an emergency situation. Um, and obviously, the, you know, the other thing which has been hotly debated is price. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to obviously the be... Yeah, we're talking margins. We're talking, you know... Um, you know they've obviously done deals with the breweries concerned and there's some you know like we say good names of of what we consider to be cutting edge breweries now with beaver town and northern monk and wild beer like and wild beer yeah you know. um you know so obviously it's still got if it if it wasn't a good enough deal for the brewery they wouldn't have gone ahead with it surely so the, you know i i guess perhaps it's just the guarantee of we want this amount of stock over this amount of time if you can produce that, yeah. it's just a constant cash flow, isn't it? And and you, you get stability then as a brewery from knowing you've got set orders coming in every month. And I think it's important as well that somebody like Beaver Town have, have been around, what, six years now? Um, yeah, they're old school Five, now, six years. And they've developed themselves and they've, they've, they've understand the market, they understand the processes, they've got everything nailed down. So it's an easy transition for them to provide beer to other outlets, like the supermarkets. Whereas we saw Vocation Brewery, <laughs> yes. which from Yorkshire that came in very small. Um, they obviously got a good offer from Tesco's, 
And what we noticed straight away is that the beer went from being very high quality craft beer. They went through a dip, didn't they? And they went through a real dip. They had problems with carbonation in the cans. The beers tasted a bit lifeless and and slightly not where they were. Mm. Um, I think they've turned it around as they've got used to the, you know, providing the supermarket. But there is that concern that a brewery of vocation size is not going to handle that transition as well as Beavertown could do. They've so, upscaled and upscaled, haven't they, over the last five years, constantly moving forward with terms yeah. of capacity and stuff like that. So, you know, they've obviously got everything lined up and ready to go with this kind of deal. So, so yeah, obviously you've got the, the price issue there, which, of course, is... Um, some people say it's kind of lowest common de- denominator, you know, trying to drive prices down. But, you know, for, for the punter, it's kind of like, well, I can go and get Gamma Ray at a price like that. Well, who wouldn't sort of mm-hmm. thing? From the supermarkets point of view, I kind of see there's kind of what's in it for them, really. You know, they're getting onto a craft beer bandwagon. I guess they see it as something that they should be selling. Um, but how much do they know about it? You know, that's that's one slight concern. Um, mm. And obviously, the deals that they've done so far, they're, they're only going to stock core range by, by some of these breweries or whatever. But other than kind of wanting to be on that bandwagon, I can't see, you know, it's still only a small part of the market, isn't it? So they're not going to make as much as, you know, people are going in there and buying slabs of Fosters or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, hang on, let me just have a quick drink now. I've mentioned that, I have something decent. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. Mm. Ah, tangerine. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I can't quite see the, the, the supermarkets kind of, uh, real push for doing this other than you know they're in competition with each other they see so and so has got some craft beer and oh, we better get some craft beer and sort yeah. of thing it's a growing market I mean it's been proven um, year on year that the craft craft beer segment is growing and I guess it's normal for um, you know a corporation that size to, to jump in really mm. and, and start supplying it um, but as you said the concern is who apart from the, the buyer the, or the buyers who within that corporation is going to care about the handling of the beer as yeah, much the as the supermarket as probably won't. Then, you know. Well, it's it's another yeah. skew, isn't it? Another stock keeping unit. It's another. Yeah, it's, just that, yeah. it's like yeah. another loaf of bread or another. <laughs> you know, it's hashtag Gary. We'll, we'll come on to that later. Yeah. Um, You're not going to be having you know bring a growler in and <laughs> fill yeah, up. Yeah, can you imagine well, how growler fills? Having something. said yeah. that, certain mm-hmm. uh, Waitrose's, I think there is a a, a bar. In the supermarket, mm-hmm. um, really? serving beer, yeah. Certainly, only in the one in Kenworth. Um, <laughs> they got it's a sushi bar. Some, now. Of the, some of the new ones, yeah, yeah they have. Yeah. Well, Can you I imagine know. that? You go in there for your shopping. You know, you know, you bought yourself your iced buns and a few salads and this. That. I think I'll kick back this with this some craft beer now. This, I mean, an it's, insight into your into your menu, your your, your diet here. This yeah, that's right. I always eat iced <laughs> buns and salad. That's all I eat. With yeah. craft beer. Yeah, with washed down with gamma. Ray. Yeah, <laughs> but it already exists quite a lot in the in the US. Well, that's what I was going to ask actually. So, if you knew yeah. if, if that was a case of that, I can oh, imagine it being. Wasn't there a thing back about Christmas time where they said that Morrison's had opened a bar in their supermarkets? Uh, I think that was up in Yorkshire. I think yeah. they had a yeah some some a couple of cast. Cask beers on, on offer. Cask beers? Yeah. Like the one in Halifax, though, isn't it? <laughs> 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 so, there recently. Oh, right, yeah. Interesting. So things are on the up, aren't they? Which yeah. Is, which is good for everybody, I think. So the other kind of sort of third point about this really is that the people affected by this is 
our independent retailers. Um, obviously, you'd imagine that they got some concern because loss of potential trade to the uh, to the supermarkets. Mm. I can understand that totally. Um, but it's kind of worked well in the past, where when Magic Rock went into, who did they go into? I can't remember what supermarket it was now, but it's Magic Rock beers. M and S, yeah. Um, so they went in with what High Y inhaler and Salt Kiss as well. The Gooseberry goes. Was Common no. Grounds one of them? No, no, no right. No. Okay, I was surprised that the Salty Kiss going in actually. That was a bit of an unusual one, um, but brave move. Yeah. Um, but obviously, then you know your local indie bottle shop I was like oh, well I might as well not sell those at all now because there's no way they can compete on price but well, I, I, I don't I don't think it's a con- I don't think it's a concern for them really at all um, because there's so many breweries that are opening up every every week that you know if one brewery in a way sells itself out and goes to the, the bigger supermarkets then there's a whole bunch of other breweries canning beer or straight up like we've just seen Wonder Beyond Brewing that, that have released mm. their cans. I mean, again, that's another brewery that's just come in from nowhere, really. And also, so. the, the people I see, I mean, you get a variety of people coming into the bottle shops, but there's a lot of people who come in wanting that new, interesting thing. They've done, you know, on their beer journey, they've done the Beaver Towns and you know, Magic Rocks. They've, they've hit the core range stuff, and now they're onto something a bit more. So when something exotic. new appears, yeah. 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 But also, there's, there's also some bottle shops where, oh, it's in the supermarket now, I won't bother because I want to be. I want to have my USP. Got to yeah. be something that you can't normally get. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I think that's the thing as well. You know that that you know the indie bottle shop is always going to um, be having that that kind of the special editions and stuff like that. The supermarket yeah. is never going to get. So there's room for both, I think. Although I won't be surprised if we see something like the uh, stingy Jack or something turn up around Halloween. It's, interesting. It's, it's interesting because obviously Brewdog were one of the uh, yeah I mentioned the Brewdog word but no. <laughs> um, you know they, they were one of the first obviously to get into the supermarkets mm. and you saying about sort of some of the more unusual ones you will occasionally see something slightly unusual from Brewdog turn up in Tesco's or something like that I mean I know there's that deal with Mr. President which is well, re- rebadged hardcore IPA that's in uh, Tesco's isn't it um, but occasionally you'll see other stuff. Well, yeah, we've we've seen sort of the big bombers of Zeitgeist. Is it yeah. the poppy black lager? Yeah, and, and the, then also um, Clockwork Tangerine. The yeah, sort of yeah, Tangerine um, Pale Ale or yeah. IPA. Um, um, so again, you know, they're, they're they're constantly bringing out new beers and, and giving them a try in the in the, in the yeah. Um, but obviously, they've got a great arrangement with the supermarkets. I mean. You know, because Brewdog stuff is in, I think it's every supermarket, isn't it? It's, 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 I don't think there's any exempt from from them. Yeah, um, it's pretty readily available. Yeah. Um, so obviously, there's there's various other other points as well. One of the the big talking points, of course, is refrigeration, the whole cold chain kind of thing. Um, this obviously hit the Twitter sphere recently um, with a, with a comment from a Sainsbury's employee. Uh, sort of responding back to somebody that asked about cold chain and the response was what was it something along the lines of beer doesn't need to be refrigerated so Mm. it's okay to be out on warm shelves Uh, obviously um, we've got our own viewpoints on that haven't we yeah it definitely was a you know contentious sort of point but I think I think it was definitely overplayed and I think Felt a little bit sorry for the guy, actually. In, in all fairness, I, yeah. I know you know. Obviously, he's not 
he's not into the he's not a big it's probably not even his real name isn't it hashtag Gary you (laughs) know poor old Gary he got an absolute pasting on Twitter didn't he really um but and again, you know, this sort of does go a little bit back to the whole point of like, do supermarkets understand beer? Um, you know, there's there's Truthfully, huge arguments no. about cold chain. Really. You talk to your cloud waters of the world, and they're and they're basically got to be cold chain, got to be cold chain. Oh, that can was out for thirty seconds. Oh, right, bin it because it's not been cold chained from end to end. It's a difficult one. I can't see it really happening in this country. I not for years. I mean, end to end. Again, related back to the states. I mean, they they've been refrigerating beer in supermarkets for for many years now. Mm. Um, I do. I'm slightly against what you're saying there. I think I think actually they will eventually go down that route. Mm-hmm. They've got the buying power uh, for refrigerated units that, that clearly the independents by and large won't. Um, so there will be that push for that eventually, but it's going to take time. You know, uh, I think it's, it depends on the beer, obviously as well. Uh, you know, the, the hoppy beers need it. You know, if you've got a shed load of stouts, then it's not it's not a big deal really. But yeah, like you say, I mean, there are some places that are um, are doing that. Uh, not that long ago, I went to an off license in Leicester, uh, Brewclopedia, I think it was, and massive refrigerated units in there. Not everything in them, but it looked like they was picking the hoppiest stuff and keeping that refrigerated, which is pretty decent for a, a, a bottle shop that's only been open up a year or so so good on them you know and you've also got the fact that in fairness the, the supermarkets aren't really putting out real hazy kind of New England IPA style beers that, that are going to de- degrade quicker than say this beer we're drinking now which probably could hold up in six months without yeah. any issues yeah whereas, I th- I think whereas a Verdant or a Cloudwater or a Day of Beer for example you know you do generally have a, a much shorter shelf life because of the ingredients used well, they do express it on the cans, you know, drink fresh, drink yeah. now. Yeah, um, I think the day that Verdant and uh, Cloudwater and uh, and Daya start turning up in the supermarkets, that's when we know that we've hit peak craft. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's. I don't think it will. But could you no. have seen Beaver Town been in the supermarket? Magic Rock? Not really. So things, you know, they're moving quicker than you think. So it'd be interesting to see. I, yeah, I could actually see, I could imagine seeing some like headband or, or light bulb. Yeah, cool range. I think the most interesting beer that I, f- I found recently in the supermarkets, I don't know if you guys came across it, was the um, Bad Bruco released a beer called uh, v- um, Boston Tea Party. No, I'm, I'm, um, Which I'm was in a blue can. I don't know if you know Bad Bruco, the... the, no. the, the the, the cans which have the full oh, yeah, yeah. full, oh, um, full, full top pull kind top of thingy lid. Yeah. and they brought out this Vermont style pale ale and it was interesting to see that the first batch that came out was really hazy and it had some a lot of craft beer fans really enjoyed it but then the next batch that came out was much less hazy and was much more oh. dulled down so whether again they realised that the that style of beer is just not going to hold up and yeah offer the supermarkets what they're looking for which is which ultimately is a good shelf life and a beer that's going to hold up and be more stable yeah. really yeah you've got to strike a balance haven't you really um, so hazier kind of can condition beers are still a long way off from, yeah. from being a, yeah. a fixture really so um, in the supermarkets I mean there's, there's there's definitely some good good stuff about I mean things like these kind of box kind of deals uh, obviously the, the one that kind of hit the, the beer Twitter quite a bit uh, just before Christmas was the Fullers and Friends box set um, 
which I call it box set. I like it's something you can, you can you can just like yeah. Would you, would you talk about watching box. You binge on twenty four episodes in a night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there's some some decent beers in that, you know, and yeah. that 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 would have brought some of these breweries to a mainstream, perhaps a more mainstream beer drinkers uh, kind of attention, um, which they they'd probably never heard of Cloudwater before, you know. Effectively, via that, Cloudwater did get into Waitrose in a way. Um, and but, but again, the, that particular beer you're talking about was called a New England style pale ale. But the beer that came out wasn't our kind of Cloudwater custom, customary kind of haze and, and no, that's right. thick, juicy mouthfeel. It was it was more of a traditional style. It was English style yeah. bitter with a sort of a hop kick at the clear. end. Um, yeah, it yeah. was clear. It was a slight haze, I think. But it was it was a lovely beer. It was it was well brewed. It was well made. Yeah. But you know, are we expecting too much for uh, them to gateway do? Gateway to Merck. <laughs> but I just Ooh, yeah. from Gateway to Merck. Just, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, recently then, I haven't seen it in the shops yet, but Thornbridge have just launched what they call their Discovery Box in Tesco's, which, as it stands currently, I believe is about 13 quid for eight beers. That's cracking value. That yeah. really is. Um, and there's some, and they've got, a, I did have a look at it the other day, they've got quite a few different styles within those eight beers. There's some dark stuff in there as well, isn't there? There's like a, a coconut in Yeah, it's like stout. a coconut stout and, really? and stuff like that, yeah. Okay. Um, it's that's um, yeah, it's interesting because I think the current sort of trends are very much for the, the pale end of the spectrum, really. Um, I think if they're dark, they tend to be more traditional. Yeah, either that or you're into yeah. extreme craft yeah. impy stouts and and with loads of adjuncts and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, so it's 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 interesting times for, for beer in supermarkets, really. I, I think for me personally, I don't think I would ever be big on buying beer from supermarkets except in an emergency. Because for me, going to an independent bottle shop now, I just like browsing the shelves, seeing what's there, seeing all the crazy artwork. To me, it's kind of like what record shops used to be like, you know, just browsing away. Yeah, the same for me. In fact, I notice when something new comes in, because you know the layout of the shop, you know where the brands tend to be, and then you see something new and go, right, what's that? I'm having that. But it is nice nice to have a a fridge filler. (laughs) That's readily available for, like you said, a barbecue or friends round. Yeah. Like that eternal by Northern Monk is perfect yeah, for this time of year. It's four percent, easy going, and fresh mm-hmm. um, at the moment. So yeah, exactly. So I, I think the overall kind of thing really is very much that good beer in supermarkets. It's a good thing. How can it not be? Yeah. Really? So I mean, that Thornbridge box. Just looking at it now. I mean, you've got a sour, uh, Hell's Lager, session beer, and an IPA. Among among a few, so yeah, that's a really good. nice. Interesting, broad, they popped a sour yeah, into that actually. Um, Bakewell sour. Um, mm. Maybe they were hoping for a warm spring where people might <laughs> go for that. Yeah, uh, they've actually matched it. You know, they've actually matched them with food for the foods okay. as well. well there so, you go. That's even better. so they've said like the for Bakewell sure. sour is good with mule frite, for example. So yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. So I, I just had a thought as well when we were talking about this. Why isn't there like an ice cream van for, for beer when someone comes around? The beer man's here. He plays a little tune. Do you know what? Tiny mm, Rebel sure have a converted ice cream van See? that they sell cans from. Um, but I want the... Well, you, on, you want the beer van. Chasing that beer van down the street. On the Buxton could do it. Yeah. The <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, supply of flakes to go into those as well. Yeah. Well, while beer doing a pop-up bar somewhere yes, in London. Yes, outside the Tate Modern. Yeah. Um... Yes, I'll be checking that out next time I'm down in London. Yeah, they've got like a shipping crate 
that he's going to be there all summer and they're going to be uh, working a pop-up bar. I think so, that's a really clever idea, you know, rather than spending a huge outlay on, on, a, on, a, on a unit somewhere in, you know, in London, creating a bar, why not take your... I think they're just there. testing the water, aren't they, really? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, an interesting one, yeah. So, uh, cool. Okay, well, I think another it's beer. time for another beer. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, my glass is empty. Right, we're on to the second beer now. Uh, we've gone to the dark side. So mm. we've got a, a very interesting style beer by the Yeasty Boys, who've just turned up in the supermarkets of Tesco's again, part of yep. the three for five pound something deal. Um, this one is called Pot Kettle Black, which is a South Pacific Porter, weighing in at 6%. Um, jet black in the glass. Yep. Very thin sliver of head. Um, yeah. Let's give it a give it a smell. Give it a smell. Ooh, it's piney, isn't it? Roasty and piney. Yeah, it's um. Mm, okay, let's give it a. Let's give it a go. Good, um, oh yeah, that tastes great. That's good. Mm. Smoky as well. Hint of smoke. Quite peaty and smoky. Yeah. Good mouthfeel to it. Good combination. So. No way does that taste six percent either, which is and uh, put that about like. Four it's got a little bit of a I don't get body to it. Yeah, I, I guess bit, this is the, the what the malts have been used and stuff. So. Water, barley, hops, yeast. Fresh and hoppy, yet rich and black. Mind-bendingly delicious and true original. So but this been refreshing as well. It's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for a, for a dark beer, it's um, it's not one of those full-on ones, is it? It's um, no, it's 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 um, I think it's really well balanced. I mean, it's 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 well hopped for for a porter, isn't it? I mean, it's um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. almost a, a it's almost a, a black IPA. Well, or, yeah, it is yeah. borderline black IPA, isn't it? Yeah. So again, I think that'd be great for a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, awesome, yeah, with your, your your kind of awesome uh, slow and low meats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but for me, I don't. It's it's got quite a lot of a, a stout quality. Mm. It's quite quite a it's got quite a roasty finish to it, which I'd more mm. associate with a stout. Which I think there's been a lot of debate about what makes what's the difference between a stout and a porter. And I think in my kind of my sort of mind, I guess it's, I loosely would define it as a stout being more kind of um, roasted barley used in in the grist, and the porter being more about chocolatey malt used. Mm-hmm. So we would get a sweeter kind of uh, mockery yeah. sort of taste to it, really. I think, um, um, yeah, there's there's a great deal of debate about the difference. I think there's, you know... But it's mould. I think it's mould, really. I mean, I think that's the big yeah. giveaway, really. But yeah, this I isn't as sweet for a porter as I'd maybe, maybe expect, but it's a lovely beer. I mean, it's really it's well made. really uh, good, really good. And interesting good. to note on, on the cans, this is one of the new batch now brewed by West Berkshire Brewery. Um because Yeasty Boys are a um, a kind of cuckoo brewery, I guess. Back home in New Zealand, um, they've been having their beers contract brewed for, for a long time, and then when they set up in the UK, initially it was Brewdog. So where, beers. so where are they in New Zealand then? My yeah. New Zealand geography is not great. Um, but um, yeah, uh, set up by two guys, uh, Stu and Sam. And um, yeah, I think their beers have been in the UK now. I think about 
three or four years. I remember trying their stuff for the first time at Craft Beer Rising in London. I think that was early 2014, actually. Oh, that's longer than I thought. Um, I think at the time they were still importing their stuff, which obviously, hell of a journey from the other side of the world. So it wasn't that long after that. They, they, um, so they're actually... <coughs> they're actually well Wellington. Oh, Wellington, right, okay. Um, and 2008, so they've been going a little while now, nearly to, what, 10 years this this year. Um, wow. But, uh, so I picked this one up um, in Tesco's, part of that deal, and they had a Big Mouth Session IPA. That's good beer. Yeah. Which yeah. is really nice, and sort of the red yeah, sort of can. <clears throat> and they also had the Digital IPA. Yeah, which again is a really solid beer so it's great to see that's well? that can that? as well yeah, blue, that? blue sort of can I had that in yeah. bottles for yeah. yeah their stuff was in bottles for, for a while wasn't it mm. um, the one of theirs I love actually is going to matter the Earl Grey IPA it's a really yeah, really good, good beer one. but I think I think as a choice I think those as a three is a really good solid little range that they put in mm. um, they've but, gone for something a bit different with, with the pot kettle black to put in there um, but I think this is a really approachable beer. and well, we've chilled I, this as well, but I'd be intrigued to see what that's like, because that could just be nice as it is. Mm. Just to necessarily need the I quite like it chilled, actually. But yeah, you're right, probably get a little bit more flavour come out as it, as it, as it, as it, as warms. it warms. Yeah. Up, Interestingly, uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but one of the burger chains, which I think, is it GBK in Leamington? Um, this is in GBK restaurants because I believe they're also Kiwi owned so obviously a bit of a crossover crossover thing going on there so yeah to be able to kind of go into a GBK have your burger and have a a can of this is pretty damn good so yeah but um, definitely a nice addition I'll definitely be picking up a little bit more of this I think yeah Yeah, at that price as well for sure yeah what what, what price did this work out out there so again it's as a deal it works out about I'm just thinking mm, it's yeah 175 a can oh, absolute which is bargain. cracking deal really yeah, yeah. absolute absolute six percent quarter absolutely yeah yeah so so um okay moving on um we've had a few beery adventures since our last podcast it's um, been a while mate yeah been a while um we all ended up down on the Bermondsey beer mile about six weeks ago is it something like that yeah um, just before Easter was it a week before Easter yeah and uh, it, was a, it was a good day out wasn't it um, we did record some bits and bobs whilst we were out and about there um, so um, if, if it's usable I'll patch that into the show um, but yeah we um, we hit up a few of the places didn't hit everywhere did we where, where, where no I think <clears throat> made a few notes I mean we, we had a few highlights for me was Affinity Brew Co which yes. is a lovely little space, yeah. which is quite yeah, quite yeah, a new addition. Really nice space, um, <clears throat> very friendly people, and, and the beer was good as well. Were they the ones that occupy, occupying? Was it Partisan had moved? Were they in their yeah, own no. place, or was that? No, that was the one. There's another one another next one door. Next door, yeah, because we couldn't find Partisan because it moved. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other highlight for me was the well, brew by numbers, both of the both of their arches, <clears> one <throat> where the main brewery is, and one where they sort of storage and a tap room. Uh, which was great as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we all really enjoyed. Um, For me, it was getting to Colonel because usually it was the Colonel, um, which we, slightly before that, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was on yeah. the way to there, um, where we very off, very kindly offered some samples of the uh, Damson Sour, I think, which That's was right. really saison. Damson saison. saison. Uh, we we tried the base beer and then we tried the the, the Damson version as well. 
and, were amazing. and I think there was a new pale ale that they'd released, which was an interesting hop. It was oh, Idaho Seven, yeah. which is mm-hmm. sort of kind of a, a small release of small batch hop, which is from the US, typically. And yeah, that was lovely. Gave it sort of pineapple aromas. Yeah, that was very really nice. And then more vaults, which was like pretty close to brew by numbers. It was, and we went the day after they opened. It, That's yeah. right. Yeah. So there's there's quite a new uh, bunch of additions to the to the mile. And there was a bit um, of um, there was a bit of like I think it was like almost like a sour festival, wasn't there? It was almost like a sort of um, sour festival on tour, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it? It had been other places, and it was just like a, a batch of keg sours, wasn't it? That that uh, was probably about half a dozen of them, if I remember rightly. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting addition to what more beer had got an offer there. Obviously, more as well, slightly unusual on the mile of, of having a um, mixture of keg and some cask stuff there. They've got things like old Freddie Walker on old cask. And uh, I think Revival in... Uh, Revival's a yeah, no hop. No hop as well. Yeah. Right back. So, yeah, yeah. it was... Um, it's, well, it's a good addition to, to the, the already good selection of places. Very yeah. much so. I particularly like their, their double IPA, the Ray of Light, was fantastic. Oh, right. Was that a collab with Madonna, yeah? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yeah. The song was going around in my head, but... Yeah. Uh, and then we then we kind of, sort of, by that point, staggered across to the bottle shop, yes. which I'd not actually visited before. Right, um, okay. Well, I was really, really impressed with that place. The beer menu was fantastic. Yep. Huge selection, upstairs and downstairs. Um, um, yeah, so we were there for a bit. And then I sneaked off to, on my way up, back up towards North London, to Hackney Wick. Yes, we kind of peeled Which, off at that point and, and kind of knocked it on the head, but you... Uh, I found a second win. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> the, the uh, incentive of uh, having invested in Beer Merchants Tap. So you kind of had credit, didn't you? I had a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah. So I went there, obviously Beer Merchants. Um, again, really, really impressive place. Um, again, a place that would probably demand a little bit more time than how long I spent there. But I had a beer there and, and had a look around and... We need staggered back home. We need to do it on Saturday, though. I think a dedicated Hackney Wick um, afternoon. Mm. There's so much going on around there. Yeah, so many good places now. Pizza place there as well. Uh, Crates do pizzas. Yeah, Mason Mason and Co. Co. And um, and uh, yeah, beer merchants. So that's four really great places, all within walking distance. Yeah. So definitely. So that was a quite blurry day, but (laughs) enjoyable. Good. 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 Um, right, obviously, um, one of the uh, recent additions, certainly to the Midlands scene, uh, opening only last week, wasn't it? Uh, Killed a bar mm, in Digbeth. Mm. Um, you went there opening day. I did, you? I went there on the opening day. Um, Beating down the doors, weren't you? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I was, there, were, there were literally two other people in there when I got there. Yeah. Let me in, let me in, I can smell the open. hops. <laughs> uh, and it wouldn't be out of place in Bermondsey. It's under the arch, yep. just pretty much directly underneath the platform for uh, Birmingham Moor Street Station. Although you can't get up and down to it, you've got to. But it's a two-minute walk from the. Can station. you imagine that? A lift oh. direct from the platform <clears throat> into Kildabar. I just have to sort of, uh, I don't know, get a shopping basket over the edge and just yeah. have to fill it up and then pull it, <laughs> pull it back. That's up it. Yeah, train beers. Yeah, just fill that basket. Will you? I'll just winch it back up. Yeah. So they they, they do food as well because it's it's done by the same people who do the original Patty Men yep. who do a fantastic burger and chips venue there as well uh, they're with Siren so they've got two Siren taps on but there's 15 like dedicated taps yeah. for Siren yeah. yeah there's 15 lines and to go in and see there was a, a Partisan Lemon and Thyme 
saison. There was a Hopfenweiser from um, who was that? Was that Beaverton? There was the small beer from Cloudwater. There mm. was Yulu KBS. Uh, there were loads of different. What a variety! The, uh, yeah, we we nipped in yesterday. Uh, not for long, um, but we nipped in, and I have to say, super impressed by the place. They fitted it out to a very very high standard. That's what got me. The, compared to some places in Bermondsey, they're a bit spit and sawdust in terms yeah. of where you sit down. But this is they've done it really well. The furniture they spent a heck of a lot of money, and the bathroom as well. Is well, I was just going to say right. This 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 is a sort of benchmark right as to the quality of the fit out. Two two things. Firstly, it's like a marble top bar in there. Mm-hmm. Secondly, coming back to the toilets, toilets with soft closing lids yeah. in a pub, <laughs> um, you know, and, and they've got like nice hand wash and moisturiser. Oh, it's, okay. you know, it's, it's they've spent it's a luxury. It's shitload it's of money on that place. And it is somewhere that I would want to spend a lot of time. So the guy running it, uh, in charge of it, the manager's Michael. Um, yeah, he used to work at Brewdog. Brewdog, yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely chap had a good chat with him when I was mm. slightly merry in the afternoon um, and I can't quite remember if this was true or not if it was me making it up but they've got 15 lines and I'm sure they said they've got capacity where they could potentially double that yes I read something on uh, social media the other day might have been a post of theirs or something I think they said they could quite easily put it up to 25 yeah. um, at the drop of a hat because it's got a direct draw uh, kind of uh, set up there um, that mm. was put in at a fairly big expense again but it's really benefiting quality of the beer and they've obviously kind of done that where at the drop of a hat they can upscale yeah you imagine that 25 taps on in there well <laughs> gotta uh, be gotta be a beer festival out there at some point hasn't there yeah there? yeah there's a bit of sort of derelict land just outside opposite so yep. can they just put some chairs out there and, yeah so it's it's a fantastic addition um as you say it is sort of next door to original patty men purveyors of filth as they started themselves <laughs> so if you so if you do get a little bit hungry you haven't got very far to go well that's exactly what um, we did we, yeah, we nipped in there the yesterday then we went just into the next arch got ourselves a dirty burger yeah uh, and then you've still got a choice of i think about four siren taps whilst you're having your burger in including there. their double ipo was on yeah did you have that uh no no um i had that oh, with oh i had um i had that with my cheesecake at school siren <laughs> um broken dream oh yeah one of my go-to cake. stouts yeah. um and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And then after we'd eaten there, back into Kilda again, and uh, and had another couple in there. So okay. I've yet to visit, but it just sounds like a great addition to the scene. And had your photo taken and put on social media? Indeed, inadvertently, a nice in, candid in, shot of you both. Indeed, yeah. So um, so that's Kilda, yeah. which which is great. The next thing we come on to, obviously, this was a few weeks ago, but you guys both went to Hop City, yeah, and Charles, you you did the whole volunteering thing there for for a shift. So yeah. give us a lowdown on Hop City. Yet again, fantastic. Um, I was really hyped and looking forward to this one this year because I said last year was so great. Last year I only made a, sort of a fleeting visit really, just did one session, did it all in a day, but I thought this this year, make a bit of a thing for it. Um, go down on Thursday, which I did. Um, you did the fringe events, didn't you? Yeah, I did a few of the fringe events, um, which again were was a fantastic you know evening, slightly beery evening. Um, we I did North Bar, which had Omnipolo Brew My Numbers, tap takeover. Mm-hmm. Friends of Ham, which again, brilliant space. Uh, they had a burnt mill tap takeover. So I think I tried Dank Mode, which was a real highlight. Then Turk's Head, they had Verdon and Dry and Bitter. And I sampled the collab, they did Bad Ideas, which is an Imperial IPA, which was again, a real standout. 
and then Little Leeds was actually a little bit before then, but they had another half, other half foam tap takeover. Was that Little Leeds Beer House? Little Leeds Beer House, like a bottle shop uh, in it, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is at the Corn Exchange. Um, yeah. And again, got to try to sample a very rare of the half beer, which wasn't pouring at Hop City. Um, just, and yeah, just a quick word about these as well. That how they're not far away. All those different venues are just. But the thing you stumble across. One. I mean, that's the yeah, great, the great, the beauty of, of Leeds. Really, is just the, the accessibility of all these places. Which literally, even though at the station, you go to the station, and then there's just there's a few yeah. Bundabust and Friends of Ham in the corner. I mean, the Airbnb I stayed in was absolutely bang on in the centre, and yeah, yeah. pretty much everywhere was five minutes walk there, ten minute walk there, if that. So that was a bit of a beer evening, and then I volunteered this year so on the Friday morning I did the Friday morning session got there early helped set up and then basically helped pour for some of the brewers and got lucky to pour for Brew by Numbers a little bit and Beaver Town so excellent it was so great to volunteering obviously well. that's that for anyone interested in future events because I'm imagining it's the same mm-hmm. thing for Dark City later in the year I so basically you so, tell yeah. them you're interested yeah. and how, how does it work then pretty easy to say the they communicate sometime beforehand and you just email back, you know, what, what session you're happy to do, um, what your t-shirt size is, that sort of thing, and yeah. what free session you'd like to attend, and it was that easy, really. And, um, yeah. So how, how long is that, that a session is about, what, four or five hours then? About four, four, or, five, about four or five hours, so it's from about, I think it was 11.30 to about four-ish was the first session. Yeah. Um, and then the evening session was, what, six to ten, I think? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So again, so I, I had my volunteering session in the early session, and the evening session, I was on the other side, of, back on the other side of the bar, on the right side of the bar, yep. and um, yeah, got to sample some amazing beers. So that's probably the best way of doing it, isn't it? You don't want to kind of obviously have a, you, you can't really do a drinking session no. in, in the middle of the day, and then do the evening session volunteering pouring beers, because you're probably not going to be the best day to do probably that. Probably not the best idea, no. no. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was real, really a nice way to sort of, Really get involved in the in the whole yeah. in the whole festival. So you'd recommend it and you'd do it again, yeah. I would do it again, yeah. I'd yeah. Recommend to do it. Yeah, what I particularly like what you're talking about is when you went out to some of the fringe events and all the brewers were there, so you could chat with some of the brewers. Yeah, some I mean, of these fringe events. So you know, there was a lot of the a lot of the main a lot of the main brewers were out. The owners of the breweries were. Wasn't it Adam from Verdon saying, "Are you stalking me?" Because you tended to bump into him at several uh, different venues, didn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. Just in case, you know. Dippers were falling out of his pockets, you know, just <laughs> like the Pied Piper of Brewing. So yeah, it was interesting. I, I rocked up on the Saturday morning and saw the saw his face Saturday morning yeah. after, after a couple of sessions. Yeah, when you it. went to bed, probably <laughs> half one, two, didn't you? Saturday yeah, it was morning? pretty pretty late, uh, pretty late one on the Friday, um, Saturday morning. Yeah. And then yeah, we met up. Obviously, Neil, you you came along to the Saturday session. Um, basically, tried what we hadn't tried the day before and beer highlights for me. Probably all of the other half stuff that was on was fantastic. They were. Foam were great. That was a really good discovery. Um, I've not heard of them before. Equilibrium were. were fantastic again. I mean, they're quite a new, they're quite new on the scene, but again, fantastic. So, beers. in terms of you know, for people like me who haven't tried them, you hear all this stuff about other half. Is it a case of believe the hype? Then yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah totally. I was amazed. Um, I, I I thought yeah. the same thing. I assumed it was hype until. I had I had the Green Flowers IPA, the double IPA. Yeah, that was a real And rake it up. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, 
Okay, I get it now. I get why. Right. Yeah, you, you hear about British brewers going over and discovering it. Yeah, and you hear about we hear with other half. You always hear about the queuing outside the brewery yeah. for can release and stuff like that. And yeah, believe the hype. It's yeah, it's real. It's really stunning. Well, absolutely okay. stunning. I'll see. Big shout out to the usual oh. juice purveyors like Day oh, and Vernon because yes. their beers were, were cracking as they well. They were absolutely super. Um, there was a brewery from. Uh, where was it from? Where are the bad ideas? Yeah. It was a European one that there was. Quite unknown. Seven Island, is it? Was a German, uh, there was a German one there. Yeah, a brewery called Seven, I think Seven Island. Yeah. And um, that was a sort of a new a new discovery, really. But that was good to try so, something well, different. Bissell Brothers as well, their Swish. Oh, was, Swish is apparently a legendary was beer. absolutely yeah. stupendous. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and yeah. say Bissell Brothers also had a bit of a tap takeover at Bundo, Bundabust. Oh, wow, right. Are oh, you calling it Bundo now? Bundo. Hey, Bundo. hey, when you've done that enough, <laughs> enough, yeah. It's Bundo. Bundo to friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. great. It was a great, great event. Yeah, Again, cool stuff. Really well run. Um, so fully recommend it. Oh, absolutely. If you've not, I'm just sad. I've, I've still got a token left, so I'm hoping I can use that for Dark City. Ah, yeah, Dark City. Well, they're probably listening yeah. now. So, with, with based upon Hop City, <laughs> you would go to Dark City, yeah? I don't know. I'm, you don't know? I'm a little bit more of a hophead, so ah, right, um, right. I guess with the darker beers, I mean, I don't know. Not tempted by black IPAs? I, d- I doubt there's that many going to be there. But. You know. It'd be uh, interesting. I'm, I might look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that covers Hop City and volunteering there and all that sort of thing. Obviously, yeah, as as Neil was saying, you did a few of the Leeds pubs, which were as good as, as legend has it. Um, kind of bringing it back a little bit more locally now. Um, mm. Last weekend, saw the opening of uh, Beer Torrent's um, Archway in a, in a Bermondsey style. Uh, down the bottom of Leamington um, opening a tap room yeah um, so we nipped in for a few beers last Sunday afternoon didn't we and um, basically what they're doing is they are brewing stuff themselves and uh, serving it on about what six keg lines or something like that yeah they've got the, the more, more than that I think almost yeah maybe maybe eight something like that I can't remember now and um, yeah it's it's a great little space they've got it's, it's done out quite nicely Um it was it was a kind of hush hush, almost like a sort of soft opening kind of thing, wasn't it? Really, but there was there was probably a, you know twenty or so people there, and they were just kind of finding their way with with the kind of uh, dispense kit and and stuff like that. Um, it's quite nice actually. There was a box of um, veggie samosas on the bar, wasn't there? <laughs> kind of help yourself to veggie samosas. So uh, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, great little space. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna find they're finding their feet. Um, they're gonna have a couple of twisted barrel ones on with as well. I heard a rumor they might have a couple of twisted barrel beers on in future. Yeah, they had, but they had a real broad range of styles. Um, I mean they had sort of an Irish red ale. There was a Belgian, a lot of Belgian styles, saisons and things like there that. There was so. sriracha saison that was quite saison. nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're, they're they're doing a real wide variety of styles there. I'm assuming the beers are gonna rotate depending on what they're brewing. They're brewing obviously ultra small batches because. They're they're pretty much kind of brewing kind they're of homebrew quantities, aren't they? Really? They're on like grain farvers and things like that, yeah, rather than yeah. you know big kind the, the, of industrial the full, kits. Full kit, yeah. Um, so it's definitely one to watch, and if you want something interesting, yeah. And, you, and it's it is you know must point out obviously like two minute walk from the station. Is it Clemens Street? It's Clemens Street. Clemens yeah. Street. So yeah. you know worth popping in there. The tap room hours. So what was that Friday? Saturday and Sunday yeah lim- limited opening hours to start with I think yeah just kind of weekendy kind of things but um, definitely one to watch but, for but the de- future dead it real close to the station as well so if you do happen to be 
in any way, shape, or form near Leamington, it's worth worth a drop. Waiting in. for a train connection, and then wander over the road if it's the right day, obviously. Um, and then, kind of, you know, finishing up on some of the well, one of the more local ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just covering the sort of Birmingham thing a bit more. Um, Dig Bruco nipped into uh, a week or two back. Um, it's a bit of a hike through the uh, warehouses of Digbeth in, in Birmingham. Um, but nice little space they got there. A lot of brew kit in there. And um, they're doing a, uh, an interesting range of beers. And they got a guy there kind of doing pizzas, which if you've got an independent Birmingham card, um, two for one on the pizzas, which is a pretty good result. Good pizzas in there. Uh, interesting range of, of beers. We only had time for one because we were then kind of heading on elsewhere. So um, I'll reserve um, sort of judging their beers really, having only tried a half of one of them. But uh, definitely a, a space to watch uh, Dig Bruco. And I think they've started canning, I read, in the last few days as well. So we might actually start seeing their beers turn up uh, in bottle shops. And in the wild. Yeah. Speaking, so. speaking of Birmingham as well, Head of Steam, do we know when that's opening? <clears throat> they started recruiting um too far off now so it's not going to be too far off yeah so head of steam uh, as we mentioned before um they're a pub chain that are owned by canes brewery up in the northeast i believe i think um the one in leicester's opened in the last couple of months then birmingham i reckon probably in the next month or two mm. actually so we'll keep our eyes peeled on that one exciting times yeah really um on more local news yeah. Bit of a shout out to our local friends, the old post office, um, which is down the bottom, of, down the bottom of town. West Street. Uh, West yeah. Street in Warwick. Yeah. Street. Micro pub. <clears throat> Micro pub. They've won an award. Um, they won pub of the year in the heart of Warwickshire, which was a fantastic achievement for them. So we wish them all the best. They've come um, sort of second a few times in the past. Yeah. Previous year. <clears throat> and again, you know, they've gone through to I think a bigger, a next round or stage. So they go to like a bigger regional. That's awards. right. It's the Heart of Warwickshire yeah. camera branch that has voted them, like, yeah. you know, this this award that they've got, and then because of that, they will be put through to the next round, which I believe is a kind of more general Midlands kind of round or whatever. But well done to them. It's great. They're to doing see. some great stuff. They got some great cask beers in there, served straight from the cask, and a couple of craft taps as well now. So a few you know, lines, yeah, which yeah. is all good. So it's it's catering to. All kinds of drinkers, yeah, yeah, really. So, onwards, onwards and upwards, upwards for them. Then. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. I was in there just uh, last Thursday afternoon, and you, yeah. you know, having a beast for Midlands Mild, I, would, I had um, the winner of that uh, Great British Beer, um, what's it called now, the Church End one, uh, Goat's Milk. Oh, right, Goat's so, Milk. Goat's yeah. Milk, yeah. Uh, and then a Steady Rolling Man. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's kind of covering kind of all bases, isn't it, really, and, and doing it well, so... Good on them. Um, so yeah, I think this what else we got to go then. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's also something kind of happening in Leamington. Um, on the parade. It, what's it got on the parade? Yeah. Um, what's it called? There's so we've got a new place which is opening up on Monday the thirtieth, I believe, according to their Facebook page, called Cellar Bar, uh, which is in the on the parade um, in Leamington. And the idea is that it's going to be craft beer, wine, and Cocktails, I think, is the yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, so it's a little, a little bit unknown as to quite what what they're going to be offering, but I'm sure there'll be more information. I think out. the interesting aspect of it is that there is some connection with uh, Beer Gonzo of Coventry, who are who are an amazing uh, bottle shop and tap room in Coventry. Have got some kind of input to this. Uh, we're hearing that it could be like 10, 10 keg lines, perhaps. 
Yeah. So um, this is sounding quite interesting. For anybody local that remembers it, um, it is the site of the old, was it Wild Wilds. Bar? Wild's Bar? In, in like a basement so it is a, it is a in, cellar, yeah, on, on, the, on the parade the main sort of shopping drag through Leamington uh, so we're going to keep our eyes open on that one and uh, hope to report back next podcast on, on what it's all about mm. so yeah, and interesting so the, developments the, there is an interesting sort of event that's coming up as well um, which I think is in a f- couple of weeks time it's just trying to find it yeah so it's 5th of May Saturday so it's a week week today is that mm-hmm. yeah um, and from 12pm 10 tap self-service beer wall will be starting its first shift and they'll be offering 10 incredible beers curated by legends Martin and Anthony of Beer Gonzo uh, and then the beer wall then becomes a full-time employee and will be operational all the time with an ever-changing selection of beers for all the beer lovers to try spears will be in thirds or half pint measures um, self-service beer wall. so yeah what do you guys make of that I, and I, and, uh, salivating already <laughs> that does sound pretty amazing um if if it if it is the, the case of 10 taps on uh, and if it's anything like gonzo what the things that they have and if it's curated well, by yeah. The legends that are beer gonzo, I think we should be very excited. I, I, I think I'll be spending a lot more time in Leamington. What are you doing next Saturday? Um, the, <laughs> probably you're going to find me somewhere in the vicinity of the parade, I think, yeah. yeah. So we'll check that out and report back. So, so exciting um, times in the world of Leamington as well. In, beer, indeed. The beer world. Indeed, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, that's that. Do you know what? I finished my beer. Yeah, well, that didn't last too long. <clears throat> um, that's um, definite thumbs up. Pot mm-hmm. kettle black. South Pacific Porter. Um, very, very enjoyable. Really good. Really, really good. Seek that one out again. Mm, definitely. <laughs> right, on to our third beer. What yeah. we got? This yeah, I picked up from Marks and Spencer's uh, this morning. It's from, brewed by Meantime, and it's British Clipper IPA, which is a 6%. So a very traditional IPA. It's, uh, again, with the description, it says it's a rich, complex beer, but it, uh, it's more of a traditional old style IPA but the main reason I picked it was to be a bit cheeky because it's got Fuggles and Goldings in it is that all the hops it's got in it yeah pretty much (laughs) all the Fuggles all the Goldings Uh, what do we think what are we getting it's that classic example of that it's earthy it's floral it's I want a curry for it it's fine it's inoffensive it's not got any off flavours to it it's quite clean um it's kind of because it's six percent. It's it's kind of like it flavors that you know, but kind of just amped up a little bit. You know, it's got that it actually, mouth feel, isn't it? It actually, I was going to say, it tastes six percent. Mm. Yeah, it really does taste almost more than that. Um, it's not a beer I could drink a lot of. It's quite it's quite sweet again. It is. Yeah, sweet. it's got that sweetness, hasn't it? I don't know what the malt bill is in this, but it's, it's, there's something added giving it that kind of sweetness. Which I mean, I do like sweet beers. It, it reminds me a little bit of some of the Harvey's beers, actually. What's the age on the bottle? Does it say um, over 18s only? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. It just says the best before end, but it doesn't tell you when it was done. There is a little bit of a spicy kind of <clears throat> note to it, which I'm, which I'm getting. It's, you know, it's pretty much what it says on there. It's. Uh, uh, Description says it's got spicy notes. It's not what it reminds me of, actually. The old classic Worthington White Shield, but just kind of ramped up a little bit. Mm. I always used to like a Worthington White Shield. 
Back in my real ale days, <laughs> uh, it was one of the... Actually, is this bottle conditioned? I don't think it is, is it? No. Um, Pin bright clear. I mean, that's just chill. Yeah. Right? That's just chill haze. Chill haze, yeah. Um, There's actually quite a range of meantime stuff in there. I mean, I could have chosen... The meantime. Of, uh, yeah, meantime. How they've kind of fallen from favour in the craft world, I guess. Um, but M&S have got a real wide range of stuff. Uh, there's grapefruit IPAs I was so tempted to pick up. There's uh, um, Oakham, uh, do some brewing for them as well. There was a Citra there. But these, I think these came out a few years ago, didn't they? There's a range mm. um, of getting yeah. M&S, getting kind of their own label beers, but getting other kind of brewers to, to brew for them. Um, so this one done by meantime. I know Oakham, like you said, Oakham involved in one of them. And Isn't there a version of Oakham's Green Devil that is, <clears throat> is like then badged as an M&S beer, I think? Quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an Adnams. I think Adnams That's do right, one Adnams as well. Yeah, Adnams, yes. I was so tempted to get some of them, but I thought, no, let's, let's do some meantime. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's fair cool, because you've actually gone with a, an own label brew, uh, which is, is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm just glad you didn't get Tesco value bitter. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, sort of like hop water. Um, well, not many hops, actually. Closer to water, I imagine that would be. Mm. I never tried it, but um, this is, um, yeah, it's... It's interesting, isn't it? It's 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 not the freshest of bottles. No, that's probably. I mean, July. it's July eighteen, so I mean, that's yeah, getting towards its end of its life, really. Yeah, but you know, is it one of these things where it's fuggles and goldings? Yeah. You know, this isn't new world hops that are going to die off. It's kind of old world hops. So. Yeah, just looking at the range. I mean, even MS do a sriracha saison. I do. Really. What yeah. do you brew is that then? Chocolate porter. That's meantime. Yeah, because meantime do a chocolate porter. You can, you you kind of you can match these with the brewer's own brews sometimes, yeah, can't yeah, you? When definitely. you sort of do a bit of homework, you can work out who's brewing what. But it's certainly an interesting, interesting to try. It's very different to what we're used to drinking. Um, this is probably the most old school beer that we've tried on the podcast so far, isn't yeah. it? Actually. Um, by quite a distance <laughs> yeah but it's, it's not unpleasant at all but it's not unpleasant another reason why I chose it again is because I've got four cans of verdant dipper there and mm. uh, it just makes me laugh I thought right let's buy some fuckles come on because we, I joke about it every now and again but uh, yeah you I, definitely get the earthiness don't I, you I think that's I, I could drink that uh, more spicy. often do you know what I'd quite like if this was on cask somewhere locally yeah. I would probably be drinking I'd like to have tried this like fresh you know, mm. when it sort of first came out Fresh fuggles, yeah. Um, but yeah, pleasant, it's, it's, it's inoffensive. To be quite honest, if you're making a distress purchase and you're going to M&S... But they have got Magic Rock in there now, that's the thing. Yeah, so actually, well, unless they had... My local one, they unless they had sold out of the Magic Rock and all of the other crafty stuff that's in M&S now, um, yeah, you probably still wouldn't be reaching for this, would you? But it's not bad. It's not bad at all, really. Um, but yeah, going back to meantime, obviously, you know, uh, a few years back, I started drinking their beers. If I'd go down to London, um, because they used to have a, a pub in Greenwich, and it was a really nice space. They haven't got it anymore. This was obviously pre-takeover. Um, they used to do flights and and all sorts of sort of stuff that is taken for granted a bit now. And it was quite early days. We're sort of talking five six years ago now, uh, and they did some good food in there as well. Um, obviously, they got bought out by. Was it Sab Miller? 
And then um, the who's the Japanese lager people? Asahi. Asahi yeah. yeah, they now own Meantime. Yeah. So obviously, Meantime's credibility, uh, certainly in the craft diminished. world, has diminished. Yeah, yeah quite a bit. Um, their beers do turn up in quite a few places. Most recently, oh, it's probably a couple of months back now, we ended up at Wagamama and there were some beers on the menu there and both of those are brewed for Wagamama by meantime. So they're kind of getting into that kind of supply kind of situation there. Yeah. Um, but it's not... I mean, having said that, you know, they've done some great beers over the years. Uh, they did a cinnamon porter, which was, was fantastic. Um so you know they they do some good stuff. It's probably yeah, the one happened there for, for similar like four or five years. That's that's probably when I last had one. The same mm. as you. Yeah, they've done a, they've done a few for Wagaman, haven't they? Did um, a Kiku a Kiku Pale Ale, which I think I've had before. Okay. Um, yeah, so works well with the food. I guess that's well, the whole yeah, yeah. aim. Yeah. I, I want some food with that definitely. Yeah, what like a roast dinner. I'm so eating more traditional, spicy, 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 spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, some Thai food or Thai or Indian, Indian or absolutely. something yeah. spicy. Yeah, yeah. I think certainly better. that would go better with you know the, the look, this whole concept of Indian food going with lager. I think it's a bit. It, it goes well, with lager. Lager. Lager's lager. Lager's the only Indian bloody Indian option you got. <laughs> India pale ale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. in the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've always I've always thought hops go well with 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 some spices. Yeah. Um, yeah. can cut through and equally something like a saison which is quite a clean, sort of clean kind of citrus citrusy thing mm. some say yeah something fresh and clean yeah. oh, we'll have to do an episode a podcast episode where we do some food matching do some food pairing food pairing yeah there you go yeah so cheers anyway yeah. cheers. cheers okay time for our final beer and this beer is wild beer Ninkasi uh, which as the bottle says is bubbles apples and wild yeast as is their kind of MO for, for wild beer. Um, it is named after the ancient Sumerian goddess of beer. Uh, it says here, this is an equally divine Belgian style Saison with a copious amount of New Zealand hops, freshly harvested uh, Somerset apple juice and wild yeast added to the mix. Um, however, we like to take things a bit further. Once bottled, the beer undergoes a secondary fermentation with champagne yeast, giving it a brisk spritziness on the tongue. Uh, Serve chilled in a champagne flute to allow the bouquet no, of me. playfully aromatic notes to be fully appreciated. So uh, let's let's have a let's have a try of this and see what we get of this then. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, you're getting the apple, aren't you? It's quite a tart apple. It's not yeah, a sweet. Quite tart. Yeah, it's not a sweet sort of apple, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's. Um, um, it's not much hoppiness, but there's a little underlying sort of grassy. Yeah. That's popping its way through. Um, it's kind of like sort of. Well, let, let's 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 dig into this. Yeah? Cheers. Yeah. Mmm. Very smooth. It's smooth. It's um, I'm getting like almost like a um, the kind of wheat beer kind of stuff you get the esters that you get off the yeasts from a wheat beer. You get um, some banana. Yeah, but the, the kind of banana clove kind of vibe. Yeah, but you've got that apple going on as well. It's hell of, there is a hell of a lot going on. There's yeah, a lot. that is stupendous. Uh, nine nine percent. Um, and you know, just getting back on topic here. This is a beer available in Waitrose. So you got this in Waitrose. What Waitrose was roughly cost-wise? <coughs> um, it's about nine quid. 
Um, 750 mil bomber. Wax sealed. Wax sealed. 9% ABV. Um, wow. I mean, you know, you. And this is this is going to appeal to some like different spectrum of drinkers. Absolutely. This 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 you'd have this perhaps with with your Sunday dinner instead of a bottle of wine or something. Yeah, I I think. you know, maybe roast so this, pork. This I think would like cross that. over for like for some some like storm cider drinkers who won't touch beer. You've got that crossover into sort of, cider as well, haven't this you? This has got a little yeah. bit of a crossover, yeah, uh, for sure. It's really yeah, approachable. It's, it's it's approachable, but kind of really multifaceted. I mean, I it? to yeah. be honest, I hate I hate cider. To be honest, um, I'm, I'm, I never drink cider. Hates a strong word. Dislike. <clears throat> I'm not really a fan of any sort of appley alcohol type drinks really but this is beautiful well it ain't no alcohol pop no it's a cute sass yeah <laughs> it's it's damn good isn't it um, I mean you, there's a thickness to the body of it you can tell it's 9% perhaps um, there's, there's a kind of almost viscosity to it that that is gives the, gives it a way that it's it's got a bit of uh, weight to it it is quite alcohol. thick um, it is quite thick, but it's but not too chewy. Actually, surprisingly, well, there's just so much to it. Spritzy it's, on the finish. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a really good single malt. You could sit there, kind of like you know, getting something different out of it with every sip. So, is this supposed to be served at at this temperature? We, we've just pulled out. I fridge, would certainly. I would expect so. I would expect to keep it chilled yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and any what 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 the aging kind of qualities of this beer could you put it away for a bit do you think or? Is, is there a I think you could you know I mean to be quite honest I have had this for certainly since last year mm-hmm. it's it's not fresh by any means um, but because the hops are not playing a, a massive part in it uh, I don't think that um, is is gonna kind of suffer really yeah. if you if you do keep it for a while um, you know it says here serve as an aperitif or alongside Westcombe's unpasteurised aged cheddar, whose deep creamy Ooh. flavour and citrus aftertaste is the perfect accompaniment. I want some yeah, nice, and some so nice now that, we're definitely. all pining for cheese. <clears throat> it's not as um, it's not as funky as I was expecting. Yeah, same much. I think it's, um, yeah, there's a real kind of background funk to this. The saison qualities of it are, are in 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 the background, aren't they? Yeah, job but, well done on this one. For yeah, sure. it's it's. I mean, you know, to be. I, I think this is possibly the most complex and accomplished beer that you could find in a supermarket. You know, I, no, I, no disrespect to what else we've drunk today, but this. I is, also th- I also think it would appeal to a lot of you know wine wine champagne drinkers as well definitely. that maybe want to dip their toes in into something a, a bit more approachable. And I think this would appeal as a wine and champagne drinker and a connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, it's right up my street. It's great. What I like is is the fact that you could perhaps cross this over to these people, you know, to actually just sort of say, "Well, yeah, have, have a try of this." Yeah, you know, and and I think they would they would enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to um, to round off the, the supermarket um, sweep. Supermarket sweep. Rest in peace, Dale Winton. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the inspiration for this particular episode of Beers Without Frontiers. Um, yeah, in fact, you know, I think this beer is is sort of, yeah, 
Got a similar complexion to Dale, hasn't it, really? <laughs> so, uh, you certainly want to whack a few of those in your trolley. Yeah, your, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. On your dash. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I think this no. is a, a good one to uh, to finish with, definitely. So um, <clears throat> onwards and upwards, and um, we shall uh, be back in a few weeks' time with another edition of Beers Without Frontiers. Um, thanks for listening everybody Um, if you enjoyed this episode remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app and please leave us a review as this really helps us uh, climb the ratings charts and helps other people find us Um, we're on all good social media feeds and possibly a few crap ones as well Um, we are on twitter at beers underscore frontiers we're on facebook we're on instagram at beers without frontiers Uh, email for those old school people who like that kind of thing uh, beerswithoutfrontiers at gmail.com send us an email send us an email tell (laughs) us what you want to hear yeah Yeah, because basically if you've got any requests of beers or breweries to review in the future or bars and pubs to visit just get in touch talk to us yeah talk to us and uh, we'll respond for sure okay over and out see you next time cheers bye bye